is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie Eastan. Chris Mandel is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Exciting new show alert. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sound of Succession. I'm Jamie East. And I'm Chris Mundell. Um, right, before we get into anything, can we have a straw poll vote on my rushed, hasty theme tune? Well, I listened to this yesterday. I listened to our pre-season four episode uh, yes. when I went on the bus. Oh, nice. And you texted me about the theme tune, hadn't you? You'd said to me... Heads up. Apologies in advance. Didn't have a lot of time. It was a sort of a... I was shocked when I heard it, I have to say. Uh, Grew to like it by the end, but it's it's quite something, isn't it? It's uh... quite something. (laughs) But annoyingly, I think it's going to stick. Yeah. A couple of of people have already said I sound like Morton Harkett. It's not for me to decide. Um, Well, is that a compliment? I think. What, to be compared to the evergreen... Peter Pan of Pop Morton Harkett from 80s band Aha. I would say so. He's a mess. <laughs> I mean, I thought that. it was delightful. Um, Fine. Lovely stuff. Well, look, if, if we feel fresh and in, reinvigorated, we, we, did our, um, we did our pre-season four kind of catch-up in a grisly Starbucks opposite the British Museum on... Wednesday last week, was it? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday last Thursday. week. Just a few um, days ago. God, it feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> and we then immediately went in and watched the episode. I've then watched the episode, I think, at least, yeah, twice more since then. Yeah. Mrs. East wanted to watch it, then I needed to watch it to make some notes. So yeah. I feel already kind of like like a, like I've been... like. Damien Hurst has dropped me in like a formaldehyde made up of Logan Roy's juices. Yeah, that's a beautif- beautifully put. So you feel quite scholarly in regards to the episode or just that you're immersed in that world? I feel immersed in it. I don't, particularly, I don't feel particularly scholarly because it makes... Succession's got a great knack of making you feel very stupid, I think. Yes. Well, before we went into the episode on Thursday, yeah. I was talking to somebody who had seen... I'd seen it already because some people get sent episodes before yeah. um, before the screening. And this person had seen four episodes and he said, I'm really looking forward to watching this episode again because a lot of it didn't make sense. And I, I have had that with the show before where watching it a second time, you catch bits of dialogue. Like 100%, yeah. every line of dialogue on this show is sort of working quite hard. And I think... yeah. Definitely, like, when we watched the episode on Thursday, there was so much, like, people were just having such a good time. There was some laughs and there was lots oh, of... God. It was fucking... No, let's, let's not beat around the bush, Chris. It was fucking annoying. I hated it. <laughs> there was a lot of cast and crew in there and it was great. But Succession is not Friends. It's not a lolathon. It's not yeah. something that you kind of like... And there were people shrieking. People were shrieking. And it was, you know... You know, we're both very highbrow individuals and exactly. together... And wearing a fat will is surf shack baseball cap, carry on. Yeah, but and together we are a potent combination of intellectualism. But the stuff that people were really laughing at was like if if Greg just said like, like funny the voice. word rummage, yeah. for example. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if like Roman, if, if Roman is just calls like Ken like a dickhead or whatever. Yeah. It's like five minutes of laughter. So I would yeah. say definitely... I did skip, I sort of ran through it quickly this morning just to pick mm-hmm. up on bits because there were certain things that I had no idea why anything was happening or just things that you, you go over your head because you're so busy taking it all in. Um, what did you think of the episode then? I thought it was great. I mean, you're right. You did need to watch it a second. You know, we talk about <clears throat> when we, we talk about House of the Dragon, where we said not a shot wasted. Yes. I feel the same for Succession with not a line wasted. It's yeah. like you say, the yeah. script does work really hard and there's not a single thing that hasn't been, I don't think, deliberated, thought about, had alternatives written, tried out yeah. five different lines, blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's very economical. Despite the fact that there's a lot of flowery dialogue and there's a lot of dialogue, it's still very economical in terms of, yes. in terms of how well it's been kind of 
crafted. Yeah, I, I agree. Really enjoyed it. It's very much a table setting scene. There were no kind of like huge um, jaw dropping moments. Um, it was it was deeply emotional, weirdly yeah. emotional for a succession yeah. for a succession episode. And I think both of us we chatted. We walked we walked to the train station afterwards. Chatted mostly about Tom and Shiv. Yes, um, and that was a surprise. I think all in all. It was a really good appetite wetter, and there were some there were some amazing moments in there. Some really good like things that you just know are going to cause cataclysmic horror in two or three episodes. There are also some a couple of weak moments and, and things that that felt a bit shit a little mm. bit maybe or not not shit. That's the wrong word because nothing's shit. Let's be frank. But just I thought the whole Greg thing just felt like it. It really needs a purpose. Um, yeah. You know, we've yeah. we've had him. You know, for a few for a few seasons now, I've been like, oh, he's going to be the one to take them all down. He knows where the papers are. He knows this. He's going to be. He's going to yeah. get a casting vote. His 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 uncle, his dad, or his grandfather's going to give him all of that, and all of those things kind of never amounted to anything. And now we're kind of. I feel a bit sad for Greg because he's kind of floundering a bit. So hopefully, something yeah. will happen. I just hope he's not just being kind of it just feels like a bit of a cartoon character in yes. amongst it all really sometimes, especially as tom seems to have turned an emotional arc yeah well sometimes i think when greg is left to his own devices he feels like he's in an entirely different show yeah because it's the sort of stakes are so i mean they're not really there but i agree i think i think um Greg is the one that I think is the least consistent and it's hard to root for because it's just, he's the punching bag, right? Like mm. he's always kind of there to, but I, I like, I, when I was watching back, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the story, the storyline with his date having <laughs> a designer bag. Yeah, that was beautiful. Not only a designer bag, but a massive bag, which to the Roy's <laughs> is just like, why so would you need to carry yeah. stuff? Yeah. Why would you need to carry stuff? Why would you wear something like that? And and we talked about this on our um on our way home that like the 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 person who was worst to Greg and his date was Tom, who is the one person who wasn't born into this as well yeah. as him. And so it's interesting that he's the one that's like like what is she what did he say to her? Like, um hang on, I have this written down. Like they they's like what would he it looks like a bag that you would throw across the floor. Oh, you'd a slide bank across heist. the floor in a bank heist, which was the best <laughs> line of because what a weird line to write, but so evocative. It's like yeah, course, yes, exactly. It's Ocean's Eleven. It's fucking. It's oh, like you could fill it with money. Full of money, yeah. And I think like it, it's just so it was kind of I like it when there's an outsider in their midst, and that Greg is the way to get that in because uh, they have no way to they have no way of relating at all to it. Just why would, yeah, we've said this before that like, um, I think it was actually maybe on our season three uh, series that like one of the cat, one of the, one of the cast was sort of told like, you know, how do I learn how to get into a helicopter or something? Do you remember? That's right. Yes. And it was like, well, rich people don't wear coats because they're never really outside that. Yeah, they're never outside. So they don't wear, you wouldn't wear like a nice coat. They just have a yeah, it's like helicopters. They they never duck because they instinctively know that they their head won't get chopped off. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's stuff like that. And I think, yeah, um, yeah we talked a bit uh, in the the last episode actually about Laura Piano, which is this Italian brand that like mm. more expensive than your Burberrys, than your Gucci's, and it is like minimalist as fuck. And like the Row, yeah. which is like the, the Olsen sisters brand so expensive and it's like you're not supp- you're not even supposed to be able to pick it out yeah because yeah, there's nothing be to, it's, you it's, shouldn't be able to buy it you shouldn't be able to yeah. tell when someone's um, wearing it exactly but apart from the greg stuff which i thought you know it always feels a little bit like uh wacky races kind of <laughs> hannah barbera sort of comic the disgusting him, brothers yeah. yeah yeah disgusting brothers um yeah, I, I thought everything was... I thought more happened in this episode than I was expecting. I mm, thought there was... No, that's true. Well, the, way the, more. The, the final kind of... Um, I thought I thought that the last thing we would have seen... No, that sorry. The last thing we did see was, was Logan and his late night call. But I wasn't expecting um, the Shiv and Tom um, 
standoff. The big, yeah. Yeah, the big kind of finale, which, which I guess we'll come to in a bit. But let's set the scene. Obviously, this is very spoilery. Don't listen if you haven't watched the episode yet, although we've already started talking about it. Um, set a couple of months after, I'm going to say, season three um, yeah. finale, roughly a couple of months after. Yeah. The kids are, or the monsters are in LA. <laughs> and... Um, and that was the title of the, the episode, The Monsters. And um, uh, Logan and, and his gang were in uh, New York. And they love a birthday party. We started off, season one started off with Logan's birthday, right? Was it his 80th yeah. or 70th? I can't remember. It must be... It was a big remember. birthday anyway, because we saw Tom... I think if Ken him. just had his 40th last season, Logan must be 70. Yes. Think? Yeah, that sounds about that right. makes sense. Anyway, um, so has this just so, been a year since the show started, do you think? Or has there been a couple that we've maybe missed out on over the... What, years? Yeah. No, we've not like, got a decade. No, I mean, I would No, say. no, no, no. I mean, Logan was had a birthday in season one. Is this yeah. his next birthday or is have we missed a couple of his birthdays? I think we must have. This can't have been all happening in one year, surely. Christ. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is the thing. These people, there's not even any concept of time with these people. Well, you can't judge it by, did it snow? Yeah, because they 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 just go to Tuscany, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so a couple of months after season three finale, there's a presidential campaign running in the background, which I think is probably going to be really interesting later on. Yes, and we know that because Shiv. Well, we know it because Connor's <laughs> will come. To, Connor's ridiculous uh, presidential campaign is still yeah. running. <laughs> He's clinging on to his one percent. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also, Shiv gets a cryptic phone call from the democratic uh, transition team yeah uh, so it's I, I think we can surmise that the democrats are expecting to win this it sounds yes. like a bitter campaign the democratic you don't set up a transition team if you're planning on losing that's um, one of the things i missed on the first watch yeah this, this kind of yeah so there's a bit of an there's a I, I think that's an olive branch that we that she may need in a few episodes mm-hmm. time perhaps that she's got she's got an out um, and we learned that uh, the hundred is being born. There's been focus groups. There's been <laughs> logos drawn. The kids haven't been fired. Um, they are still on the board, but are expecting to cash out within 48 hours when the Bojo deal goes through. When Max, yeah. um, when that all gets sorted, that seems to be kind of steaming ahead. And that, at first face seems as though right that's where we are that's what we've got and then and then this episodic arc comes in uh which is that kind of an off-the-cuff remark from tom to shiv saying oh by the way i had a i had a drink it was nothing sexual with naomi pierce Mm -hmm. now this is where i'm kind of fucking how did they get from a to b so quickly because within 20 seconds they'd guessed that that was because Logan was buy, had gone back to, to Nan Pierce and was, was attempting to buy Pierce again. Yeah. Um, I would never have got to that. <laughs> I would never have reached that. Um, why, why, is, why is Logan buying that if he's, if he's just about to sell? Is it just for the hell of it? Just because he wants yeah. another t- is it to merge it into waystar or so, is he just buying it to to kind of like once he's sold it he's got another toy to play with i think there's a couple of it's hard to know because i think you know my understanding of what the, the business is it's a sort of more liberal media company right is that is that would that be fair or is it just that it's I think like they're left leaning but quite old fashioned i think maybe like a huffington post kind of yeah, maybe. maybe. I always see them as like a weird, like almost like a hallmark. Yeah, MSNBC you said that last episode. Kind yeah. of thing. So why is he doing it? Um, I imagine selling to Gojo's maybe making him feel like a man without a purpose. So maybe he wants to use the money to buy. But then it sort of seems completely silly, right? To like sell your media empire and then just buy another one. Buy another one, yeah. Um, so I'm not really sure no, why he I, would entertain it. But also, you know, I like that we've got the Pierces kind of back in this final season because they were really good in season two. Yeah. Really and good. I like the revisiting it. Now, Nan hates Logan, right? Like part yeah. of the reason I think the deal fell apart was she didn't, she didn't care for Logan and his principles. She didn't want it to get turned into like part of his war machine, as it were. 
Well, there was something they were about to do the deal, though, weren't they? And then, then there were the tech. Then the story got leaked about the um, cruise ships. I the think. scandal, yes. So maybe scandal maybe broke part whilst of they it. were in the boardroom, I think. If I yeah, right. Maybe part of it is now that they've resolved that and they've paid the fines, they've taken the hit. Yeah. They're able to have that conversation again. The other thing is, I got the impression we talked about this on our walk um, after the episode. Nan wants to set her family up for generations of wealth by selling. Yeah. And I also wondered, just from your point about the new Democratic candidate that seems to have come, it's like a new, this is a new, we've not heard about this character before. We heard about the far right people last season, but we've yeah. not heard about the Democrats. Um, that maybe because this this politician is doing well, that they feel like we can sort of, do a sigh of relief and sell like i think part of the reason there was resistance was initially like we can't have a far-right president or people with ties to the far right yeah uh, we've got to stay strong and we've got to stay together so i wonder if it's to do with that I also, also that think, might be why logan wants to buy it because you know yeah. he's sensing a shift in the tides and he's going to end up he's going to you know waystar is basically fox news and he needs yeah. some kind of left-leaning thing to lean into the president lean, lean, Absolutely. Make him valuable to the president still. The the candidate last season that they had to sort of back was that Menken. This is the one that Shiv had to have the photo with. Do you remember? Oh, God, yes. Who is the one, Jared Menken. I can't mm. remember the name of the new guy that they're sort of excited about. No, I can't either. But it's something. So, but I think also just, just to sort of like zoom out a little bit, Nan and Logan seem both like these two old school figureheads that are seeing the end on the horizon, right? Yeah. And I feel like they're both weighing up what they want to do with their legacies and what they want to do with their sort of brands. Logan seems particularly, uh, you know, he's talking a lot about what happens after, after yeah, he dies. He's in a reflective mood, isn't he? Very yeah. much so. And I think it's interesting that the first season started with a health scare. Final season, he's up all night watching television, like desperately trying to still be, you know, he rang up Sid, didn't he? And was sort of going, oh, what the, what is all this bullshit? Well, this whole kind of like, are you losing it? You know, it was like, who was he asking that to? You know, I think. Yeah, the, yeah. The thing. Um, so quite a lot there. Yeah, I can't quite get into, I can't quite understand the need to put the purchase Pierce, um, but. Yeah, who knows? But I mean, it's, it did offer, I mean, Nan Pierce was the standout of the, um, of the episode, I thought, with the exception of maybe Tom, you know, oh, this is disgusting. I'm hearing all these numbers. Eight, nine, yeah, what's yeah. next? Yeah. So, so good. So, so good. And, and since, oh, I have a migraine, like the migraine, oh, such a, like, such a player. Because they know yeah, what she's exactly. doing, but she's just got the little old lady, like. Yeah, she's, oh, she's oh, like, the, she's like the woman, the, the granny in Tom and Jerry, isn't she? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, butter wouldn't melt. Sylvester and Tweety Pie, that's it. She's the one in... Uh, the one in but the, that's the thing that's fascinating is she, we know she doesn't like what Logan stands for. And she still... And she says it's not about money. And she takes the highest offer. But it clearly... It, but the, 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 she was just playing. That was all about money. And she, um, but the thing is, yeah, the other thing is she does like Shiv because when they were talking about it in season two, she said, I'll sell, but you've got to make Shiv CEO. Do you remember? That was the whole thing. Yeah. And Shiv, it was, it was a good episode for her. She did a lot of the work. She was the one going in. She was the one, you know, Roman and Ken, like, rightly stood back. But I still think Nan sort of drew a lot more blood out of them than they expected. Well, God, I mean, they're just... It was a it was a curious thing, wasn't it? I mean, it just shows, you know, we're a couple of months after the big finale when when Logan beat them, you fucking lost, and mm-hmm. when they they smell blood, they, they all they all Roman and Kendall, and, and in fact Shiv as well, Roman less so than the other two. All they wanted to do was to fuck over their dad and just to kind of go do a bit of an ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roman was quite mute about that. He felt you could see he was still clenching his ass cheeks about about the thought of doing that. Mm. Um, but you know they paid massively over the odds, and that was what Logan's point was: was congratulations on saying the highest number, you fucking morons. Because yeah. he was just he was he wasn't cross that he'd lost to them. I don't think he was cross that, that he'd just that they were just doing bad business. Yeah, you know, I think that they yeah. just he was just like he was a bit embarrassed that yeah it was a really uncouth 
kind of uh, way of going about it, which is just to say the highest number, because that's not what Logan is about. Whenever we've seen Logan chatting to any kind of investor, whether it's Stewie, whether it's Matheson, uh, or whether it's your man played by Adrian Brody, yeah. it's all about, you know, are we going to fucking dance or what? It's all of the art of the deal, mm. to quote some twat. And the, is it the right time? He's got good yeah. instincts. We Does said it this feel last, good? Does it episode? feel right? Got, yeah, and, great and his point instinct. to them was... It felt right for Logan to do it. Logan had a purpose of doing it, although you and I are unsure what it was. But to them, it was just like, why the fuck are you buying this? And yeah, and that was a question they had asked themselves. And, you know, they tried, they talked themselves into it really quickly. Yeah. You know, they went from the hundred, which was uh, quoted as being Substack meets Masterclass meets The Economist meets The New Yorker, which is just <laughs> nothing. Which is just yeah. bullshit, as Shiv rightly pointed out. It was just a Logan. It's interesting, though, because they were like, I think Logan wants them to do their own thing. So when they're like, oh, we also bought a media company, he's like, no, you're not getting it. It's not yeah. about you doing what I'm doing because you don't know how to run a media company yeah. especially a legacy one and well, i thought when they, they would, do they were just exactly like, well they think the job is to get their own giant robot and fight his giant robot in the middle of the street and yeah. it's not about that and when they were doing the hundred i mean the idea was preposterous but they did seem genuinely quite excited to be doing something and also you and i have been in the game long enough to know there have been so many more worse ideas in digital media yeah, than yeah, what they're proposing most Didn't, of them yeah. Also, I just kept thinking R.I.P. Volta, the digital media arm that they did have. <laughs> oh, Bring it yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, just resurrect that. But yeah, yeah one, it was... Um, one thing I wanted to ask about, the, you know, the, the Naomi Pierce of it all. Hmm. So she's obviously broken up with Ken. Yeah. Tom calls Shiv right at the top of the episode to say, yeah. it's not sexual. Why did he tell her? Is right. Tom tipping her off? Is Tom... So- I got a theory about this, and it's something I half mentioned to you on Friday. The girl that Greg, that Greg brings to the date, I think, is a plant by Nan Pierce. Mm. I think that Nan has played them all, like, to the letter. It was the girl. It was the girl that that, that uh, tagged one of the Pierces at the party. Yeah, on that was media. Bridget. This is Greg's date, isn't it? Tagged yeah, one of the Pierces. Yeah, that's right. And also, I think Nan put Naomi up to that drink or that, that clandestine kind of like yeah, I think so. meeting because she knew that Tom wouldn't be able to resist telling Shiv about it and, and they, they yeah. just knew that the, the kids would have gone blah, blah, blah. I think, I think they've just been played completely by the Pierces, I think. And I think she's, yeah, I think they're, they're sort of playing into, either they're playing into it or there's just this sense that like Tom is just feels so guilty because by the end of the episode... They have this amazing conversation, Tom and Shiv. It's clear they've not talked about the betrayal, right? No, exactly. And Tom tried to bring it up, didn't he? At the end, yeah. Don't want to know. She said, I'd rather call it a day than even try and get into this. Yeah. Which is a really business-like way of like, I'm going to try and sell sell my stock in this rather than try and save the, the brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I think, so I think Tom sort of did it out of guilt. And I thought the conversation he had with Logan was really interesting because I thought this season, after this amazing betrayal, Tom would be in the golden circle. And he says to Logan, like, you know, if we do get divorced, are we good? And Logan says, if we're good, we're good. Which is, if we're good, we're good. (laughs) Least reassuring. That's so heartening to hear. That's really heartening. Thanks dad you know so i think he's you know done this great betrayal to get a leg up but he's realized that like look he's not blood not one of the guys he actually means very little to logan even though he did a great thing and and it it, maybe that's why he called her to just give her a heads up not to necessarily not necessarily thinking they're going to try and buy the company but no you could well be right yeah well be right it was um Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
it was well let's let's save tom and shiv for a bit later let's just talk let's have a bit of light relief now and talk just very briefly talk about uh i guess one of the some of the some of the smaller characters because they all mm-hmm. had some great moments uh connor and willa i mean oh. they're poor poor willa having to dress like a first lady with her blouses and stuff was just like i know great one step away from a tweed skirt and you know <laughs> how, <The> box hat <laughs> you know she's still an ex-call girl and that's never really been addressed as like yeah you're not gonna be present because you're gonna get married to a call girl and that that might not fly when you're visiting the president of uganda yeah um, yeah but the whole just connor's such a great character and, and has actually got He's, he's actually quite multidimensional. It's like you feel so sorry for him because he knows that he's he, he, just the whole one percent thing with Greg going when he was like, oh, "I'm getting squeezed on my percent." And he was like, "What squeezed on a percent? <laughs> what down?" You know, it's like Greg's like, "That's the lowest number. You can't squeeze that anymore." It was like, "Well, there's decimals, so is there a chance of winning?" It's like, "Oh God, no." You know, no, like, yeah, this holds my percent. You know, oh. I think Connor and Willa are used so cleverly because they're never the focus and they just come out in these little bits and pieces that are just so compelling willa deadpan over this shit exhausted but also loving the proximity to power yeah and connor i mean i thought there was a real you know what is it a hundred million he needs to stay at one percent Connor is like, and he's like, I'm, it's, I'm either, I've either wasted all the money I've spent so far or I'm going to waste nine figures more. But it's like, I need to wait. I need the 100 million in order for the money I've already wasted to not look like a waste of time. It's, it's not happening, is it? It's just not happening. And it's just tragic. So even there's, there's, there's not even an analogy for this that you can use in like normal life because I don't even know what that would be. It's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, it is throwing, it's the equivalent of throwing good money after bad. It's like, you know, you're in a casino, you've already lost all your wages. So you, but it's just, it's not even that because he can afford it, mm. but it's such a preposterously large sum of money. And that's what Willa is kind yeah. of like, that's what they're all kind of like, what, a hundred mil? And even, even Connor's like, that's a, that's a lot of money. And when Willa says, when will a bit of self-preservation mode, but you know, if you did spend it, you'd still be rich, right? And it's like, oh yeah, yes. she, yeah, 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 yeah. But just a hundred mil less, you know. It's like, which is it's just, just astonishing oh. amount of money, and it's yeah. like it is it is so clever because I don't understand how presidential elections work. I don't know how you know elections are funded in our country. But it is an astonishing amount of money for very to do very little to achieve very little, and yeah. it is it, just thinking, trying to mentally process one hundred million dollars well, makes my head hurt. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I get a lot wrong here, and apologies to our American listeners, but it's a lot different in the UK. You, you have a very set amount that you can spend, and it's not a, mm. not a huge amount. You can, but the vast majority of, on both sides of the Atlantic, in most kind of political campaigns, are funded by donors. And yeah. the point of that is that you know you get, you know, someone do, someone donates a couple of ten million dollars to your presidential campaign, and then you never know. All of a sudden, a load of oil nuclear power plants get 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 past the lobbyists. And yeah. Know, once yeah. it's done that's that's not what i assume happens and that's what's different with connor is that you know there are no donors there's no one backing him there's no one going you're my guy you know i'll 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 see you right for another 30 mil yeah because it's just a vanity it has been it never it has never been anything more than a vanity project and yeah the fact that he's already walking around with the stars and stripes pin badge on i know it's just like oh it's so funny that he it's sort of yeah the sort of all the costume of it all yeah but it's a hundred million to not be embarrassed in his eyes it's it's in order to avoid being humiliated he needs to spend a hundred million wouldn't you do you know what i would rather this is not the the hottest take i you could make me the most humiliated man on the planet if i could have a hundred million I would go and live on an island and I would not give a shit. And it's so interesting. They're just all desperate to mean something outside of the family and to stand for something. It's not enough to be healthy, happy. But Willa, to me, just 
MVP. Every scene she's in, I just, she's I just obsessed. And you know, you know the, the titles of th- the next two episodes have been released. Episode three, Connor and Willa's wedding. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't. And then will it be wait. at the Statue of Liberty with carnival bands and, and confetti cannons? So this was the thing, wasn't it? So <laughs> Connor said, in order to get some in order to get some PR and some media exposure why don't we do the wedding at the Statue of Liberty with like a jazz band and 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 <laughs> which is like the worst wedding ever she was like I just want a nice wedding yeah oh I kind of thought that maybe we'd have I just call me old-fashioned I just wanted a nice wedding <laughs> it's one that isn't at the Statue of Liberty um so I love that I love seeing them um who else Harry had who- some great lines as well this is not a fucking Shake Shack, Greg. <laughs> this, isn't a pre- this is not a pre-fuck party. It's a birthday party, Greg. She um, is also a really good character. So she's really still got Logan's ear. Um, mm. Doesn't really have, like, a role at the company, but she's just his, like, executive... Are they shagging? I mean, there's, there's the whole thing at, <clears> um, <throat> in season three finale that, that Logan was was trying to get a pregnant um, baby batter she's improving his baby batter she's improving his baby batter by feeding him those like figs or the the seeds or whatever it was but, there's um, some yeah some yeah there was quite a lot of talk in the season three finale that they were sleeping together and that um she might even be pregnant i actually think it's a bit of a misdirection i don't think they are i think she's she just a really just good a example of yeah like sort of manipulating the fact that she's in his good graces but then the She's kids like, are out and out, just kind of like shouting over on speakerphone, get my dad's cock out your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> Roman and said she that. She, she doesn't argue against it. But she also knows, like, she's above, she's got so much more power than they have. Yeah, 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 true. She's got the guy, you know, where she needs him. I think she'll be a force to be reckoned with, and I think she'll mm. she'll have a good season. Yeah, um, it's interesting, there's, in all of the kind of staff roles the the ones that we've seen in previous seasons at the forefront have actually t- swapped so like you know mm. colin the security guy um had a great moment you know he's been in every season colin has and has said nothing yeah. except yeah. all he's done is stand in front of doorways and fetch logan's coat and 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 be kind of aggressive towards the kids but actually there was a great you know the moment in the in that diner where logan was just he, clearly just looking for a bit of normality mm. instead of the fucking he he hates people he hates feeling that people are just like using him as a bit of a meal ticket doesn't he like, yeah he's like, look at this f-. Yeah. and then he said that weird thing to Kerry didn't he he was like I thought there'd be some clergy here as if it's like yeah like a a cardinal at least um yeah but yeah but there was that moment he said to Colin he's like you're my best pal which I thought felt like a bit of a clunky line it's a bit of a bit of a weird kind of like cliched kind of scene really but I thought it was good that Colin just looked horrified at that he was like oh my god I think that's what I loved that here's someone who doesn't want to be around any of this like he's like I'm just here to get a check and you know I've just got like a, you know I'm just he, he's just here for work and he's yeah. not but yeah they, they took a walk through I guess Cent- Central Park because I presume yeah. the penthouse is is yeah. sort of one of those beautiful buildings bordering like there building kind of thing isn't it um, and I love that Colin is like 20 steps behind Logan sort of, at first you see him you think oh he's walking through the park by himself and then Colin is like just there yeah and yeah and with, he with seems really reflective hand, very yeah. very pensive I mean yeah. if you told me he was terminally ill I'd believe you but I think more realistically he's just it's getting and he, they talk about life and death and I thought god I've never really seen this side of him before but Logan believed that he said in this episode this is it there's nothing yeah. coming after this yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but the, we, we didn't see note. we didn't see much from Frank or Jerry or Carl really. I no, mean, they were all the clustered at the party, but not really. Yeah, we saw a bit of their kind of uncomfortableness, uncomfort at the the kind of Lo- Logan desperately trying to get some a roast going. He's like, oh. "Come on, roast me, roast me!" And like, you know, none of them could. <laughs> Fucking Carl's was just like. Oh, you're such a mean guy, you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> what a tough cookie. And then Greg like that comes was, out. And, where are your kids, Logan? It's like Whoa. on your birthday. Where are they? Yeah, and Logan loved, but Logan loved it. He kind of pushed back and said, "Where's your dad? Giving hand jobs at the in the cotton fields or something like that?" He said, "I can't remember what he said." That it's great. Greg, so there is. A, there's been a few times it's been implied that Greg's dad is gay, right? Have I? Made, I'm not making that up. Yeah, I think it's. I think yes, exactly. That he kind of like 
just left in disgrace or just yeah. do a runner. I hope we see Greg's dad. I think that'd be really yeah. funny. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think Logan is like more disgusted at the people that won't make fun of him than the people that do a bad job making yeah. fun of him. Well, that's what he wants. He just, I think he's just he's just trying to, you know, he's just trying to feel alive. His throne is feeling a bit shaky, and he's yeah. you know, he's got, obviously got a sense of mortality. Um, he's he's clearly mulling the imminent sale to um, to Bojo and feeling well, what's Gojo. my purpose what's my purpose in all of Bo- what did I say I Bojo. said Bojo again didn't I Gojo <laughs> it's not saying to Boris Johnson um, that's the last uh, thing we need that's how it is but it's kind of like he doesn't he's got, he doesn't know where he's where he features in the world his kids he, mm. does, he doesn't want to speak mm. he, there was a he wanted to speak to his kids on his birthday still, despite yeah. everything. He, he called them on his birthday. There was a little bit of tenderness going on there. Yeah. Um, and they really, like, shoved it in his face. But, yeah, I mean, and I think that's where he ended up at the, at the end, you know, late at night, on his own, on his birthday, watching his own programming and bollocking someone because he didn't think it was good enough. And that guy did look like a testicle in a toupee, to be fair, though, didn't he? Um, imagine yeah. the casting agent. Great news, you're in succession, mate. You're in the season four <laughs> premiere. Oh, crap, I'm going to tell my mum. Can't wait. Great. Guys, everyone, I'm a newsreader. It's a, it's a start, right? It gets me my SAG card. Um, yeah. Everyone watch it. All you get is Logan calling you a testicle in a toupee. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And also, do you know what I liked is at the very end when Logan is just watching the telly, what, you know, it was implied that it was at like the very early hours of the morning. When Tom sort of pranked Greg with Logan watches all the CCTV back. It's sort of yeah. it's sort of done as a joke. And then you're like, oh, but he does watch his empire. He watches exactly. everything. We're very Trump-esque, because that's what Trump used to do. But um, What do we think? To, what do we th- I mean, that's what most... That's pretty on brand for a lot of, like... I remember that there was a head of Sky Sports a few years ago, a guy called Vic Wakeling, mm. who's, like, renowned, kind of, like, grisly, kind of, like, taskmaster. Um and he had five televisions in his living room all That's on wild. at the same time, all playing different channels. And he would just sit and watch all of them at the same time. And he would do that. He would phone people up. Like, That's wild. And, and the thing that is interesting is that, like, you know, the kids who were desperate to play at CEO, I don't think any of them... I've never seen them read a paper or really even watch the no, news. They don't care about <laughs> the content. They're just they're engaging like, with well, it like, at all. Let's just wash the chicken shit off it. No, that was yeah. that was that was Kendall's phrase for for all that needed doing with. Uh, they don't really know. They just they they love a buzzword. You touched upon it. The the thing that also fell out of place that we mentioned on our walk um, was was the Greg confession hand job confession i just don't know i just felt like he would not yeah. have done that at that time or logan wouldn't have logan would have told him to fuck off you know it's like, oh can i just have a word it's just like no logan yeah. would have just been like well fuck off yeah you know, i felt that was a little bit off. it was weird i didn't really understand why I, you know i i think i guess the only i feel like it span out of control because i feel like i can understand why it's there like yeah. they want to show that tom still is insecure tormenting greg he's still not sort of earned his place in logan's inner circle and and and, and the greg is sort of still going to be he's always going to be his punching bag i just yeah. thought the way that they did it was just really silly and the fact that greg goes up to talk to logan we never actually see the conversation i thought was weird like but as you said the other day like him sort of him coming back with what logan said is sort of maybe funnier than watching it but yeah yeah i thought that was weak but you know yeah. I just Let's, want uh, I just want Greg to have his twenty Gregs working for him. That's what I want to see this season. Imagine that. That's what I said to you. It's like be like Agent Smith from the Matrix, just like yeah. the ones of Gregs <laughs> just beavering around. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the I guess the emotional heft of the episode was mm. Tom and Shiv's um, yeah. finale. Excellent observation from you about the 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 flat. What was that? Do you remember? You were oh yeah, confused. so. <laughs> Beautiful penthouse, and they have a desk with a computer in it in the bedroom. Yeah, odd. Absolutely unnecessary. I've Listen, I've spent enough time on Zoopla searching highest <laughs> to lowest in any given area. Oh, These places have, be- have offices, they have studies, they have yeah. multiple bedrooms. It's a great, um, great penthouse. I, mean, I don't feel like we've spent loads of time there. We certainly haven't been back there for a while. No. 
Um, and there's a great it's bit. Not even that, double height ceilings, is it? I mean, what are they? Quadruple height ceilings? Five times. Like, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? You could fly a hot air balloon in there. Yeah. There's a really good shot, though, when Shiv comes down one of the staircases, because I presume the bedroom, it's like almost sunken, isn't it? Like, it's all on a lower level. Yeah. The entrance. There's two staircases that are not together. Like, they sort of go in opposite directions, if that makes sense. And it's all very disconnected. There's all these lines, and it's just an amazing. Watching her sort of go, it's, it's like an Escher painting or something, yeah. where she's kind of going down all these different components. But that whole conversation was really revealing. And, I, you know, it's something they could have saved for another episode, like later in the season. But clearly, they've not talked about what's happened. They've just been yeah. pretending. And the most, I thought, just a brilliant, brilliant detail the dog doesn't recognise Shiv's scent because she's never been she's never been around it, never trained it, yeah. never at home. When the come, you know, the the, the sort of um, trope of someone coming the dog in, just like, left in a cage, yeah, in a training crate. Yeah, um, the the sort of trope of coming in late, all the lights are off and the dog's barking. Very common in like films and TV and stuff. Yeah, and here it was the dog is barking because it literally thinks you're an intruder. It doesn't recognise the smell. Yeah, I just thought that was such a great detail. Yeah, um, it's true. I loved that. And also, it was. It felt. It felt very domesticated. You know, she's like mm. looking for a, fa- you know, looking for a dry cleaning. She was kind of like yeah. going to like a weird kind of like little laundry room and taking her shoes off, or you know, just just. I loved all yeah. of that little stuff as well, but it had. I mean, Matthew McFadden's performance in that scene was just fucking amazing. And, oh, but, so good! But from a writing point of view. Shiv's weird jealousy has always been, has always kind of been there lingering. You know, if you think back to like when they were trying to get the threesome going on the boat or, or kind of like, she was always the one that would raise the the question about, about an open marriage or about fidelity or, or, or any of those things, but would bottle it at the last minute. She, you know, she Tom would be kind of like going along with it begrudgingly because he just wanted to, her to love him, and mm. but she was the one that would always pull back at the end in terms of like the, the threesome certainly, and here we see, we see she's actually insanely jealous that that he's yeah fucking other people now despite her having the the flimsiest notion of 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 of. Um, of of a monogamous kind of relationship. Yeah, which he wanted them. We've known. Mm-hmm. It was, do you do exactly. all the positions, Tom? Do you do all the positions with the models over there, Tom? It was, you know, yeah. real... And the, the disgusting brothers that Tom and Greg are known as. I mean, which we know... A, that... Which is an homage, as I mentioned to you. I think it's probably an homage to Rick Mail and Adrian Emerson. Um, yes. That sounds uh, about right. The dangerous brothers. Um, but yeah, I think... And I was watching it again and thought, is she just... Is she just getting us... Is she getting herself into the emotion of anger so that because she knows that she's already said out loud you know when she said to nan pierce that she was divorcing tom i think that was a bit of a surprise to herself that she'd said those words out loud and yeah that's like, yeah you know we just thought Ken, they were separated and Roma were kind of like, oh fuck okay wow so yeah. i think she was like right well i've i've got to do this now i've bought pierce and i've said that it's because of that that tom is not a factor in this i've got to do it so i trying to work out she was just like building herself up emotionally to kind of like just to get it yeah. done but you know she tom tom had just the most incredible performance then matthew's performance in that the line where it was just like um where she just said do you do you really want to get into a full accounting of all the pain in our marriage shift because i can do that i just thought it was just so well beautifully delivered and such a because it it really summed up everything even though they've caused each other such immeasurable pain mm. um Tom still, Tom Tom still loves her, and he can't really understand why he's in this position, because yeah. because it's what she asked for, you know, and she has hurt him, you know. She spent years being really shitty to him, so he's a bit kind of like, wait, you're going to get me for banging a model? It's like, what is that? Is that where yeah. we are now? Because yeah. I've got a list as long as your fucking arm, love. That's you know. It's, and it's, I also don't believe, I don't believe that he's going around fucking. No. women this is the thing like Shiv's angry at the idea that he's doing that but I yeah. think if she said let's work through this he'd be there and I think what's interesting about that scene is she's been wounded he's been wounded by her personally he's only wounded her 
professionally. Yeah. And yeah. she she to her that is that is worse. It's like mm. how does this look? It's a bit like Connor's optics about the well, presidential There's no distinction, bit. is there? Yeah, no. Whereas yeah. he's kind of saying like we can talk about this and we can repair the damage to the relationship. But she's like but you always will have ratted me out to our dad. And that to her is just like inconceivable. And she'd rather, like I said earlier, like it's business to her. She's like, it's actually a bad deal. I'd rather just walk away from the deal. But I thought it was interesting given that she won. In in this episode, the Munsters won over their dad. They got the company in theory anyway. It's interesting to me that that hadn't made her any happier. I thought she'd come home and like be this like really sort of um, invigorated like passionate she she was really quite defeated she was really sort of still yeah. not really happy and i think uh that scene where they're sort of both laid on the bed and they're sort of kind of touching kind hands of holding and, hands and, but yeah. just facing completely different directions it's just like yeah. square peg round hole isn't it with those two i have to say if i just spent 10 billion quid that i hadn't got I'd be pretty, feeling pretty fucking shitty as well <laughs> i'd be kind of like yeah. i'd be lying in bed going uh, what the fuck have I done? But don't you think like because they money is a a given to them and also it's such a large amount that they, they seem almost immune to the, you know, because that that is me when I spend like 80 quid on Deliveroo. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like they have no reason to think the Gojo thing isn't going to happen. Yeah. Right, we've got yeah, it was I mean, forty-eight hours as of this episode, so I just yeah. think, okay, something's so, going to go wrong. Okay, it? so let's, so that's that was episode one. Let's look for. We know there's a wedding coming, which will just be all kinds of amazing. This is all, as all, as all Roy weddings have mm-hmm. been that we've seen. It's all been birthdays and weddings, hasn't it? Really, there's been. There seems um, to be the only reason they all get together. Yeah. Is, um, is like, but like you say, so presumably. It's nighttime in New York, so the next episode mm-hmm. will be, I think it will be almost immediately after, because I think we'll be into 24 hours till the Gojo deal. Yeah. Is it going to happen? Because because the own, Logan is now in, in a position of power, okay? The kids think they've, they've got him beat. The only reason the kids can afford to buy Pierce is because Logan is selling to Gojo, because yeah. they will immediately liquidate their five percent each or whatever it is they worked yeah. about the, it's two billion in total or is it two billion each i think it's two billion in i think it's a, around two each maybe so, two to three because then they sort of went oh we yeah. could maybe do nine so i think what we're about to see is some pretty slick boardroom um poker being finagling played. i've got a feeling this is just purely in a hunch that Logan is going to do some sort of deal with Matheson whereby they falsify a collapse or they delay they delay the launch they delay the the takeover of of Gojo and and Waystar to fuck over the Pierce purchase acquisition by the kids um which will then devalue Pierce because they'll then be floundering because Nan will have gone off and gone great 10 billion quid thank you very much and then they're going to sweep in he's going to swoop in and 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 sort it all out that's what i think because we know that we're going to see um alexander skarsgård we know that stewie's in it Mm -hmm. we also know that we um i think maybe who else do we see in there forget what i said so we know that we know that stewie's in it yeah, some way, shape, or form, and I think he's going to be the last resort for the kids. So uh, th- that's what I think is going to happen anyway. Okay, Logan is now holding all the cards, despite everyone thinking that he's beat. Mm-hmm. He's only beat because he's selling to to Gojo, and he doesn't have to. If it doesn't feel right anymore, he won't do it. I've got. I think that's. A, I think that's a good. I think there's a the Gojo deal could very much could not happen. Yeah. My my thinking after going through the episode a little bit this morning, Nan has played Logan off against the kids to figure out how much Waystar's worth, and she's going to try and sell Pierce to Gojo instead. Okay. That she's going to go look. You're selling your media media arm to this tech company. Um, I'll, you know, all he needs, he's like, we've got the, con- we've got the tech, we haven't got the content. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe she's going to undercut them. I maybe think she's going to go, well, look, we're going to have a democratic president very soon. You're going to need, yeah. need a left-leaning. Yeah, that's a good... That's a I good think point. I think there's just something about Nan. She's sort of... She's not done she, yet, is she? Not yeah. done yet. Not yeah. done yet. And I, I knew she was in this season. I did not expect her to see to see her so soon no. and I just think something about this it's all it all feels like a chain a chain on a you know when you buy a house and you sell a house and there's a chain it yeah, yeah, all yeah. feels yeah. so delicate yeah it's all hanging in the balance isn't it I can't okay. wait it's such a good episode it was Me such a good episode um, well, any other t- any other top line bits that we haven't touched on I don't think so I don't think so I think we've been through everything there um, <clears throat> and look we've got tons to do I've got to go I've, I'm supposed to be shopping in Milan forever so I'm going to have to get going <laughs> <laughs> well I'm going to go and acquire some media companies uh, <laughs> later this afternoon uh, but listen um, welcome if this is your first time to Dragoncast uh, or to the sound of succession we do cover loads of shows as I'm sure you'll have seen if you've looked at the, the podcast feed we've, mm-hmm. we do House of the Dragon we do um, the OA we've done Game of Thrones we watch we're kind of mid through way mid through that um, but do stick around and let us know what you think if you've got any predictions at Dragoncast underscore pod on Twitter or email us Dragoncast at daftdoris.com uh, have we missed anything? Because there's always yeah. stuff that we miss, you know, one of the there's little no things that you've spotted. And we're happy to go and do some investigating on your behalf if you've got any questions. Do get in touch. But until then, this is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie E. Stan. Chris Bender is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off!